Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right, welcome back to Training for Manhood. I've got Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. Uh, Colonel West, welcome to the show. It's good to be with you, Dan. Thanks for having me, and happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving to you. Now, I heard you speak um, a couple weeks ago. It was actually at a, um, a military luncheon uh, for the mm-hmm. Prestonwood uh, Veterans Association or organization, uh, and I thought you did a fantastic job. One oh, of the things I you. loved about what you shared was just how important it was um, not only from a military perspective, but just as an American to understand the importance of the Constitution, uh, yes. that that is the, the creed by which, right, you take an oath to, um, and that's, uh, you, you kind of challenged those individuals to continue uh, to uphold and uh, defend the Constitution of the United mm-hmm. States. So I really, uh, really appreciated that as a person who uh, loves the Constitution and wish that uh, people would actually read it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so- true. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that. But um, I wanted to have you on uh, because um, our primary audience is kind of young men. Um, I mm-hmm. think there's some older guys who are listening that can learn from this. But uh, from a young man's perspective, the military, um, just uh, since its inception here in the United States, has been uh, an organization that has been able to take young men, um, boys, uh, adolescents, right, and transform them into mature men who can serve their country, who can serve others. Um, And I just wanted to think about kind of that formula, right, as your time in the military is what do you think uh, was the uh, the essence of how that happened? Uh, And then I want to ask you this idea as we're sitting in 2022, is that something that we're going to be able to continue moving forward with so many of the changes in our culture? Is the military going to still be able to continue to develop, in a sense, boys into men? Or are there some things that are happening that are going to prevent that from happening? So wherever you want to dive in, take a... Sure. Well, absolutely. And I I would tell you, living out here in Texas, we've got an incredible story of a young man not too far away up in in, uh, Greenville, Texas. His name was Audie Murphy. And oh, yeah. He was a little boy who ended up saying, you know, I want to go and fight and serve for my country. Really was not of the age to be able to do so. Uh, he asked for his mother's consent. She didn't give it, but he went ahead and did it anyhow. And so Audie Murphy ended up being the most decorated soldier in the, in the United States Army in World War II. So here's a young man that came in, you know, as a simple private and worked his way up and became an officer in combat. So I will tell you that when I look at his story and the story of my father who served in World War II, my older brother who was a Marine who served in Vietnam, myself and my dad challenged me at the age of 15 to be the first officer in our family. And I was commissioned 31 July, 1982, uh, six years after he gave me that challenge at the University of Tennessee. And my nephew, who is now Lieutenant Colonel serving in the Army. And both of my son-in-laws have, uh, are soldiers, as well as my father-in-law, did 24 years. And, and you're right. There's something about going in and being given incredible leadership responsibility. And Mm. so the crucible of combat is going to cause you to grow up pretty fast uh, as well. But my own story is something that uh, is very funny. It's very unique. You know, uh, I was afraid of heights as as a young kid because growing up down in, in Georgia and the old grandparents would always have you climbing up into the pecan trees. I'm sorry. Back in Georgia, we say pecan, not pecan. But they'd have you climb up in those trees because, you know, everybody loved a good, fresh pecan pie. 
uh, right. a few times when I fell out of those trees and it just was not a comfortable, uh, <laughs> you know, landing. Uh, and so my first tour of duty in the Army, when I graduated the uh, Field Artillery Officers Basic Course in 1984, was to go to an airborne unit. And so just imagine, here you're a person that really is not comfortable with heights. Mm. The Army is telling you that you have to be a leader of men. You have to be an airborne paratrooper. Uh, and so you, you just fight through that and you overcome it. And I think those are the type of things that young men are looking for. It's the challenges, it's the discipline, it's the left and right limits, it's that order that they want. And back when I came into the Army, we had a model called Be All You Can Be. And I think that's really important for us to stress to our young boys as they become men, is that you know the Army will look at you and say, we're going to help you to become all that you can. Uh, and that's the same with all the other military branches. Now, you just brought up something very interesting. What's the challenge to that today? Well, first and foremost, we have a culture that does not, you know, look at young boys and say, well, you know, you can be a girl if you want. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, permeating into the United States military. And when you look at this woke culture, which I call cultural Marxism, which is really telling young people that you don't go out there and you excel. My dad taught me, you find out what the standard is and you excel beyond it. Uh, so many of them are being told that don't worry about the standard. Uh, the standard can be lower for you. Or if you cannot achieve the standard, we will make sure that the standard comes to you instead of having those high standards. You know, you look at what has happened in schools today. We're getting rid of valedictorians. We're getting rid of salutatorians because all of a sudden we don't want to have those people that strive for excellence. We basically want everybody to be a, an average or C student. That's what the military is not about. The military is about pushing you beyond your limits, your constraints, just the same as me, afraid of heights. And now, you know, you're talking to a guy that's an Army Master Paratrooper and also a Navy Marine Corps Parachutes. Uh, and, and that's what happens. That's how you develop and grow these future leaders. You have to be bold. You have to be audacious. And uh, you have to believe, as it says in Philippians 4.13, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think that spiritual aspect is so important, but yet we see the secular humanists in this culture today trying to push that out, even in our military and our chaplains being constrained about what they can do and what they can say, even though they're there to help people in their spiritual growth and spiritual faith. So I think that the military has always been that place. A young man can go, uh, he can be challenged, he can grow, he can see the fruits of his efforts and his labor. Uh, he can rise those ranks, either from private to, to uh, sergeant major, from lieutenant up to general, or maybe he can cross over from being enlisted and go to, uh, to, to being a, a general as well. I've known many that have done that. But the big important thing is that you have to be all you can be, but this culture right now is telling young men, especially, uh, that they can't be that. What would you say to a young man if he weren't going into the military? Because I, I think you've laid out a formula um, of basically do hard things that the military uses. And, yeah. and uh, it doesn't ask you for um, you know what you want to do and it doesn't take excuses. Uh, can you apply that same formula to a young man who doesn't go in the military? What would you say to a young uh, individual, mm -hmm. right? 15, 18, 20, and they say, hey, listen, I want to be a young man. I don't want to go into the military, but I still want to have those um, those same lessons that I'm going to learn, what are things that they can do, practical things, right? A strategy they can implement mm -hmm. to develop that in their own life. First and foremost, I refer them to the Bible, the greatest leadership manual in the world. And I have them read Romans chapter five, verses three through five, 
where it talks about trials and tribulations produces perseverance and perseverance produces proven character. Proven character produces hope. The hope does, does not disappoint, not a hope in man, but a hope in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I think it's so important that they do understand that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so therefore you are emboldened to go out there and look for those tough jobs, those tough assignments. You don't get discouraged when you run into adversity. Right now, we've got so many of our young people that when they run into adversity, they quit, they give up. And even more so, they put too much of their trust in what society tells them, being it the drinking or the drugs. I mean, the suicide rate amongst young people today is absolutely it's astounding. It's abhorrent. It's disturbing and disconcerting. So I would say, first and foremost, find that spiritual foundation so that you can go out there. And as it says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. So I would tell any young man to start with that spiritual foundation. Uh, and, and again, that's your anchor. And it talks about that in the, in the Bible, I believe in Hebrews, that, you know, God and Christ, that, that's our anchor. Uh, so that's the foundation would never let you uh, go astray. So if you're looking at the business sector, uh, the financial sector, the uh, medical field, whatever, you have got to have yourself rooted so that when you come into those uh, moments of adversity, you press on. Yeah, I think that's so important. Um, I was just sharing with my son today, we were talking about Hebrews chapter 12, and it talks about, mm -hmm. in a sense, the uh, the uh, the importance of delayed gratification, right? There's some mm -hmm. discipline that you're not going to like now, but it's going to produce a, a fruit of righteousness that you're going to yes. appreciate later. And I think that's one of the things that has been lost in this generation as well, uh, is just that idea, as you said, um, doing difficult things. Um, but, you know, the the idea of of wanting to accomplish something um, you know, you're going to produce that fruit, that character, mm -hmm. um, that integrity that's going to come, uh, you know, that's going to have a lifetime later. I think, you know, so much of our young people are looking at things that are immediate gratification, right? I mean, you Absolutely. look at their, yeah. their TikTok world and, you know, everything's so quick and their attention span is mm -hmm. so short. Um, what do you think about just kind of the uh, the effects of social media on our kids today? Well, that's part of the culture. And it, it, it does come back to that immediate gratification so that I want it and I want it right now. It's that fast food mentality that we have instead of, you know, sitting back and waiting for things to happen. You know, I'm a college football nut. And one of the things I remember back in the old day, you know, I grew up in Georgia, you know, SEC football it was all about grinding it out. It's about picking up three yards, four yards, another three yards, first down. And you continue to march down the field. But today we have so many plays that are drawn out there where it's all about throwing that deep pass and that bomb, trying to pick up a bunch of yards. And when you don't pick up a bunch of yards, guess what happens? You're now behind the sticks, as we yeah. say in, in football. So you got to have that stick to -itiveness. That's what the military taught me, uh, to just continue to make those incremental uh, and, and gradual advancements. And that's something we have to teach them. And, and, and the social media is something where they've got all of this right in the palm of their hand. They can just click it and it just comes right to them. And I think another thing that just really hurt our young people was when a bunch of parents, a bunch of us old heads got together and we decided that we really want to help their self-esteem. We really didn't want them to, to work hard and go through all the practice and, and to, to get out there on the playing field. We came up with the participation trophy. So now you got the culture of the participation trophy out there that says, I should get something for doing nothing. You know, when I was growing up, my dad flat out told me, I'm not coming to see you sit on the bench. I'm coming to see you play in the game. And so I did what was necessary to practice hard. 
uh, because I knew that that would pay the dividends for me to get onto the field. And coming back to the military thing, that's why you train hard because you're training that sweat, as we say, sweat saves blood uh, because you're getting ready to go into the, our subversion of the Super Bowl, which is a combat deployment. So you've got to be able to go out there and do the hard things. And, and I, I, I got to tell you that uh, one of my, uh, one of my uh, former commanders used to always say, you got to pay the extra nickel to go first class. And, and, and that was something where you said, you got to put more into it if you want to be top dog. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Lieutenant Colonel West, I appreciate uh, your service to our country and really your whole family. <laughs> when you get together for Thanksgiving, uh, you know, thank everybody in your family who served our country. You've done such a wonderful job. Um, and uh, and it's, it's such an honor just to spend this uh, time with you um, as an encouragement to our young men, um, because I think uh, young men need heroes uh, in their lives, men like you to look up to and say, how do I emulate them? Uh, what have they done? How are they successful? And and how do I do that uh, myself? And so I appreciate you taking a stand uh, for truth. I appreciate you uh, putting your, you know, your name and your hat uh, in the, uh, in the ring for politics as well, uh, because mm -hmm. we need more uh, godly men like you who are serving our country and continue that service now outside the military and into the political realm. Uh, so I just wanted to say uh, thank you. And I appreciate your time and your service. My honor. Thank you so much. And again, happy Thanksgiving to you and everyone out there watching. All right. Be blessed. Thank you. Be well. God bless. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.